Encore with Shannon Fogarty. Arts and entertainment for the Midlands. With the Dean Crow Theatre and Arts Centre Athlone. Imagine the possibilities. DeanCrowTheatre.com It is time for the Midlands Dedicated Arts Show Encore with me, Shannon Fogarty. Every Thursday, this show brings you the absolute best of what's happening in the arts in Leash, Offaly and Westmeath. To get in touch, you can text or WhatsApp me to 083 30 10 103. You can follow us across all of our social media channels at Midlands 103. Or if you want to be a part of the show, you can email me mid email me at encore at midlands103.com. So here is what's happening on the show tonight. The Mullingar Arts Centre are celebrating 25 years in business with an exciting show that they've got coming up and much more happening in November. A tale of an unlikely encounter between a polar bear and a penguin comes to the Dunamay's Arts Centre on the 21st of October. And Esker Arts Centre are running a Halloween festival with spooky surprises are there for you. So that's all coming up on the show tonight. But... It is time to slip on your glass slippers as we dive into the magical world where pumpkins become carriages, mice turn into horses and a panto on Cinderella takes centre stage at the Escar Arts Centre from December 5th to 17th. And here to tell us all is last year's Rosa Tralee, Rachel Duffy and Colin Hughes of Colin Hughes Promotion. Rachel, Colin, thank you so much for coming in. I'm delighted to have you here. Thanks, thank Shannon. You. First off, Colin, talk to me about Cinderella, the panto that you're bringing to the Escar Arts Centre in December. Right, so, um, yeah, I've been wanting to do this for a long time. Um, I've been involved in panto for years now in Dublin, and I always said once the right location and place came available in Tullamore that I would I would bring it to town, because we don't have, we haven't had one in Tullamore, so I think it's very important that we do have one. So once the right place came available, which is Escar Arts Centre now, um, it was always a plan that I was going to bring Panto to Sullimore. So talk me through what a Panto is for someone that isn't aware of what a Panto is. <laughs> so, yeah, it's, it's a very different format. And to be honest, there'll be a lot of people in Tullamore who haven't been to a Panto. So it, it, Panto is basically interactive theatre. Um, it's it's a very unique form of theatre. It's, it's, it's thousands of years old. Um, but it's come along. So like you'll have pop songs, you know, our twist on pop songs, um, it's absolutely hilarious. Panto is always very, very funny, uh, script-wise and kind of physical comedy and stuff like that. And but you've interaction with the audience, so you, you, there's no fourth wall in Panto. You talk to the audience, and they talk back to you. And there's great kind of there's great bonds made with with the audience, and with, especially with the kids then as well. So it's, it's a unique form of theatre, and it's it's well, it's my favourite form of theatre. I love it. And why Cinderella? Cinderella is the number one panto, in my opinion. It's like the go-to panto. And I always said the first one will be Cinderella. Um, I have a, an amazing script. Of a friend of mine, Carl Harper, um, he lives in L.A. and he, he writes the best panto scripts there is. And his Cinderella is absolutely incredible, hilariously funny. Um, and yeah, I just always said Cinderella is kind of the most well-known go-to panto. So I said the first one was always going to be Cinderella. And the the one that you have playing Cinderella is Rachel Duffy, who was, I think is going to be absolutely amazing. How are you feeling about this? Um, I'm excited. Um, I haven't been in a stage show in years. And I think 
you know, if you'd asked me two years ago to do this, I'd be like, absolutely not. No way. <laughs> um, but, you know, just over the last year or two, I suppose I've kind of gotten my spark back, gotten my confidence back. And, you know, I met Colin when I was 13. That Aww. was when he first gave me my first part in a production. And like, so really molded me in a sense. So um, it's really special that I suppose he could be the one to get me involved this time around and, and get me back into it. Um because it is something I do love, but I suppose it's it's confidence really behind yeah. it all. So, you know, I'm buzzing now. I'm so glad that I decided to to kind of push myself and get involved. And that's just it, because you have a little bit more time now. Yes. On your hands. I had about, you know, a week to breathe. <laughs> and then this kind of all kicked off. But, you know, I suppose I've gotten so used to being busy now that I wouldn't be happy unless I was busy. And... I guess, you know, it's it's nice to be part of something. It's nice to be part of something that's going to bring people joy. And like Holland said, the script is incredible. Like the cast are incredible. I'm just having so much fun even rehearsing. So I'm so excited to see the joy that it's going to bring to people before Christmas. And that's it. Colin, what are rehearsals like for this? Ridiculous. It's just it's just stupid how funny it is because you, like, you, nothing you can do and you're trying to direct stuff and then I can't keep a straight face <laughs> trying to direct it. And as Rachel said, we do have a phenomenal cast. Um, so yeah, rehearsals are crazy. And it's, I suppose, the big key to rehearsals for something like this is you have to rehearse it so many times not to make it better. It's just until you don't find it funny anymore. Okay. So you can stop laughing in the middle of a scene. That that would help a lot. Even me. Yeah. And you're you are actually performing as Buttons. I'm Buttons. Yeah, yeah. Well, I've been playing that type of character in Dublin for the last fifteen years in the Helix Panto, and I I suppose I get even like a lot of kids in in town here would know me from that. So I just I said yeah, look maybe. I'll give it a couple more years on stage. So, yeah, I did that. But I did think it was important that I kind of continue that on in stage on stage in Tullamore. So, Rachel, how do you prepare for a show like this? You are asking the wrong person. <laughs> you should ask Colin that question because I don't know. I am like, in my head, I'm like, it's ages away. I have loads of time. And it's just going to creep up on me. I suppose, you know, for myself, when I was in school I was singing the whole time I was in choir I was doing all the extracurriculars but the last few years not so much especially not in the sense of like ballady kind of mm. musical numbers too so a lot of that like I've been trying to I suppose retrain my voice a little bit and I guess just like learning your lines ultimately if you know your lines you'll be grand the only reason you'd get up on stage and not be sure is if you didn't know what was meant to come out of your mouth you know so to me I don't really know I think someone else could play Cinderella and they could put their own spin on it and do it differently like I, I sh I'm not going to put too much pressure on myself to live up to anything I'm just going to do my best you're going to do you on the night and see yeah, find sure out how it goes yeah it's been working out for me up until now so. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm very excited to see what the outfits are like because obviously me everyone too. knows Cinderella's dress so is this all on you Colin? this is all on me I was up in Dublin on Tuesday getting all that sorted so yeah yeah it's all all the, the carriage and the costumes and the, the, the obviously the iconic blue dress and all that. Yeah, it's all all on me, but that's good. That's what I love to do. So, yeah, no, it will be like it's it's there's there's nothing held back here. This is a full on proper production um, with all the, the good production values that, that people will expect. So, yeah, no, it's all we're going all out with this. It's just like the Rosa Tralee. 
<laughs> go big or go home. Yeah. yeah. So what when. A dress. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm very excited to see this. <laughs> so when are tickets out for people to buy? So tickets are on sale on Tuesday morning, this coming Tuesday, the 24th of October. Um, and I've, we've tried to put it everywhere. We've ads on the radio. We've road signs up this week. We've all over social media. And for the simple reason that I expect them all to be gone in the day. So um, just that people know it's, it's 10 o'clock uh, on the morning of Tuesday, or Tuesday, the 24th of October, they go on sale, but they will be gone very, very fast. And if it's like any of the other shows that you've put on, I mean, Avenue Q was absolutely hilarious. <laughs> Ridiculous. And that was sold out as well as Michael Collins. So I can yeah. only imagine that this is going to be... A step above what everyone else expects. I hope so, yeah. And look, I do hold myself to, to standards. And yeah, look, that's exactly it. And I, I'm kind of associated with Panto. So people, excuse me, do have expectations. So, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, so yeah, it is. Uh, that's exactly the way I'm aiming. Yeah, absolutely. And what are you looking forward to the most on opening night, Rachel? God, I don't know. I suppose it'll be that kind of jittery feeling. Mm. I just getting through it. I think if I get through one show, because we have fourteen shows, so if <laughs> I can get moment. through one, I'll be like, okay, I've got this. I'm ready to go. Yeah. But you know, I'm so excited for all my friends and family to come along. Everyone I speak to is asking me when the tickets are going on sale, and you know, I suppose people might have kind of a misconception that Pantos for kids too. Like it's not like this is gas. You know, I'm after me being involved in this Panto. Like I think I'm going to keep doing them over and over again. Oh, because good. They're so hilarious. It's the type of humour that appeals to everyone. Um, so I think I'm just so excited for all my friends and family to come and to enjoy it and to give them all a night out. <laughs> and I think what's nice about a Panto is everyone gets involved. Yeah. Yeah. So and there is there is that misconception, you know, from adults that and especially people who haven't seen, oh, Panto, I don't, but you, you haven't really seen one or a proper one you know and, and like as I said ours is very very script heavy um, so it all the script works for itself and, and it is I, I know from, from the, the Pantos in Dublin we have groups of adults with no kids that come to Panto every single year they don't bring their kids because they absolutely adore it oh, so wow. it is for everyone There'll be no tickets left for the children until tomorrow. There won't. <laughs> there won't. And all of this is being supported by the Tullamore Credit Union. Yes, absolutely. They've been so generous. Um, I, I contacted, actually they contacted me and said, could we get involved? And we had a few sit downs and they've come on board. And it's as always, they're just fantastic. Anything that's done in town, you can see the credit union getting behind them. So I'm thrilled to have them on board and they've been so good to me. And do you think it's important for local businesses to get on board with things like this? Yeah, and yes, like the credit union, as I said, are great for stuff like that. You know what I mean? And and I think the more this will be now become a tradition in Tullamore, you know, and it will be a family tradition, and and people will will oh the panto, yeah, we have to get tickets for that, and we'll have a day out, and we'll you know might go for food or go to the markets or something like that. So I think it will be something that more and more people will want to be involved with over as it grows over the years. I'm very excited for this to come so we could see the ugly sisters, the evil stepmother, Prince Charming. Who's playing Prince Charming? Prince Charming is a guy called Joshua Nolan. Josh, uh, Josh is coming down from Dublin uh, to play Prince Charming, so local audiences won't know him. But uh, local audiences will know the um, ugly sisters, Frank O'Brien, who's um, heavily involved in TADS, and John Conroy, who's heavily involved at Tullamore Musical Society. And uh, Aoife Fitzsimons is the, the wicked stepmother and uh, Tullamore Musical Society fans will know her as well. And so she's, she's incredible, but they're all fantastic. 
There's an incredible cast that's going to be putting on this show. Thank you so much to the two of you for coming in and I'm really looking forward to this. And tickets are on sale on Tuesday, so make sure you grab them before they are gone. Yeah, absolutely, 100%. Thank you. Thanks, Shannon. Put a reminder on your phone, your fridge, your hands. You are going to want to get tickets to see a Cinderella Panto coming to the Escar Arts Centre in December. Tickets are on sale this Tuesday the 24th from 10 o'clock. Next here on Encore on Midlands 103, a charming tale of our time infused with humour, friendship and fish. Encore, brought to you by the Dean Crow Theatre and Arts Centre Athlone. From the greatest gigs to the best community shows, enjoy it all in the comfort of our newly refurbished theatre. Your theatre, our home, deancrowtheatre.com. You are listening to Encore with Shannon Fogarty and the story of polar opposite characters meeting for the first time, getting to know one another and learning how to survive in a world that is melting beneath their feet, Paws and Flippers is coming to the Dunamay's Arts Centre on Saturday the 21st of October and here to tell us everything about it is writer and performer Paul Curley and producer Claire O'Neill. Thank you so much for joining me on the show tonight. Hello and good evening. It's, uh, we're delighted to be here. Paul, so you were the, one of the writers for this. Tell me where the idea for the story came about. Um, the co-creator is John Curvin. So John and I have been working together for many years on various shows, touring around Ireland and in other countries. And we, we came up with this idea that we would like to tell a story about polar opposite characters. Uh, John and I physically are very different as well. John is, is over six foot and I'm five and a half foot and he's a, a, a big burly uh, man with a beard and I'm a smaller sort of slight man with uh, the skips along like the penguin uh, and we thought uh, we, let's let's create a story that can tell uh, opposite characters meeting for the first time and the dynamics that that that, that occur between them uh, and it's a beautiful tale that we've created and it, it's suitable for the whole family. So how is it performing it on stage and actually bringing it to life? It's a real treat and the producer Claire O'Neill is on the line as well and, and, and Claire has been in the audience in fact this week we've been performing the show as part of Babro International um, Arts Festival for Children in Galway all week at the Town Hall in Galway and, and we've had full houses there in, in the Town Hall with, with school children and families coming to see the show and it is a real, it's a real lively performance it's it's very exciting and and for for some children in the younger ages it's suitable for five plus ages five plus but for some of the younger children it's maybe their first time in in a theater or in an art center seeing a play so it's a, it's a very exciting opportunity and, I, and i'm sure claire um witnessed some of that during the week okay and i mean you're bringing it to the Dunamay's Arts Centre, which is very exciting. We're absolutely delighted to have you down here. And I don't, I think we have Claire on the line. I'm not entirely sure. But if she is, I'm dying to know how she finds producing and, and bringing this over to the Dunamay's Arts Theatre. No, I think we don't have her. But talk me through how many are on stage, um, Paul, and how long does the show go on for? Um, there are two characters on stage. We have Polar Bear and Penguin. I play the Penguin. And, and uh, John and I uh, share uh, 45 minutes we have together on stage. There's no interval. It's all the way through. Uh, and it's, it's a real visual feast as well. There's beautiful music composed by Dennis Clossy. And the set is designed by Ger Clancy with beautiful lighting design uh, from Sarah Jane Shields. And there's also some projection and, and audiovisual 
uh, on the back on the on the background um, from from Gary and Sive as well, and uh, it, it's it's a very it, it's a very heartwarming story really, and uh, beautifully told with with uh, beautiful effects and and some and some really tender moments as well between the two characters. And I mean, this this play has actually received an Arts Council Touring Award. So what so what does that mean for the for your show itself? Yes, we're, we're very uh, very gratefully in receipt of an Arts Council uh, YPCE Touring Award, which allows us to tour to venues all over Ireland. And this uh, presentation in Dunamays on Saturday, this Saturday at two o'clock, is part of a nationwide tour. So as I said, we've just come from Galway in the town hall. Uh, and Dunham Mays is our next performance at two o'clock on Saturday. And from there, we'll, we'll move on to uh, Longford, uh, Backstage Theatre in Longford on Tuesday the 24th and Roscommon Arts Centre on Thursday the 26th of October. Uh, and uh, there are 15 venues in total uh, as part of our tour brings right up to the 9th of December, finishing in Dreacht in Blanchardstown in Dublin, uh, who are co-producers of the work, in fact. So in some ways, we're bringing the work back to where it, it all okay. began. Sorry. So it certainly, this, this, uh, this, this award certainly allows... Uh, okay, to, sorry. To so, um, Paul, you... it's quirky and it's very relevant to the younger audience. What do you want a younger audience to take away from the play? Um... I guess it's 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 up to the audience themselves to sort of see what they connect with. Uh, each each individual audience member has their own journey in the show, so to speak. That they they find certain things funny, or they might find certain things poignant or interesting, or, or they might see something that somebody else doesn't see uh, in, in some ways. Uh, what what we'd like as the creators, John and I, what we'd like uh, for people to take away is is a is 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 a, a a story well told, uh, and it's it's a hopeful story and a joyful story, and it, it's a it's a, a a beautiful experience, family experience to come together to go to the theatre to watch a play, and, and to be able to talk about the play. In fact, after after you've seen it, um, it it's something that's very special. I, I think live theatre performance allows that. It allows children to reflect on what they've seen and experienced after they've been to the theatre so they can they can talk about it with the people that they've been with and and they may have questions or they may they may think about it further and and later after the later. after the live experience and it's 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 fun for a child to watch all of this on stage and to, and to kind of get a lesson from it and to walk away and i think it's it's very sweet and you must have some fun performing with the kids in the audience that's for sure yes there there's a couple of scenes there where Polar Bear and Penguin um, have uh, a bucket of fish because they both like fish. Now, they, they are opposites in, in many ways, but one thing they do have in common is that they both love fish. So when it comes to um, mealtime, there are certainly some dramatic events and the audience know all about it when they're, when they're sitting there watching the show. And we certainly know all about it as well because the audience like to, to get involved, so to speak.
I can I can honestly say now that when I was younger, fish was not something that I would jump into eating. So I know my mother would turn around and go, it's all chicken. Just eat it. It's all chicken. <laughs> yeah, don't, don't worry. No fish were harmed in the making of this production. <laughs> and I know we were supposed to have producer um, Claire O'Neill on as well, but we must be having a problem with her phone line. So I'm so sorry she wasn't able to join you, but you've been absolutely brilliant telling me everything that's going on in this play that you're bringing to the Dunamis Arts Centre. But just before I let you go, I have to ask what is your favourite part in the entire play? Um, I think that the favourite part is uh, almost at the very beginning when we we pop our heads out uh, the two icebergs that are part of the show collide and that's when polar bear and penguin meet for the first time and, and that very first moment when penguin pops his head out into the audience looks at the other iceberg and says that's new I think that's my favourite part Oh, I love that. Well, for anyone that is excited to go and see this, where can they go and get tickets? So dunamaze.ie, you'll be able to buy your tickets online or in person at the box office of Dunamaze Arts Centre in in Port Leash Town Centre. So we look forward to seeing you there. As I say, it's suitable for all the family, uh, ages five plus. And it's a lovely afternoon out. It's at 2pm and we'd love to see you there. That's brilliant. Paul, thank you so much for coming on the show. I really appreciate your time and we're all really looking forward to hearing more about this play in the Dunamay's Art Centre. Thank you very much, Shannon. And as he said, this is one for all the family, so make sure you go and get your tickets. It is on this Saturday at 2 o'clock and it is definitely one you're going to want to see. Everyone in the family will enjoy it, trust me. I can say that. But coming up, I speak to director Sean Lynch on Mullingar Arts Centre celebrating 25 years in business right here on Midlands 103. Encore on Midlands 183. Thanks to the Dean Crow Theatre and Arts Centre at Lone with a wide range of flexible spaces, expertise and facilities to make your live stage production, corporate event or community function a success. Your theatre, our home. DeanCrowTheatre.com This is Encore here on Midlands 103 with Shannon Fogarty. And what better way to celebrate 25 years of being open in the local community of Mullingar than putting on the Valley of the Squinting Windows. And here to celebrate and tell us everything that's going to be happening is director Sean Lynch. Sean, thank you for coming on the show tonight. My pleasure. Great to be here. I'm I'm joined in here, if you don't mind, by Sarah Nally, who's head of our school work in Mullingar Art Centre. Hello, Sarah. Thanks for coming on. No problem. Thanks for having me. So tell us about the significance of celebrating 25 years of the Mullingar Arts Centre and how is this milestone going to be marked? Since we first set up on the 19th of November, 1998, the centre created a niche for itself that it became a centre for the community as opposed to just a centre for, say, theatrical productions and touring products. We produce an awful lot of our own work. But in addition to that, we have approximately 3,500 people a week coming in contact with the performing arts through us. Most people, when they look at the art centre, will think of us as a theatre for the Christmas pantomime. At the moment, we have an audience going in for a musical society, the local musical society production of My Fair Lady. And the Jewel in the Crown is the Valley of the Squinting Windows, which is on in two weeks here and then. For the first time in Mullingar produced play, we'll go to the Gaiety Theatre in Dublin. And we're delighted to say that ticket sales are doing quite well. And, that's and we do all this, if I may be adding, I'd be very bold. We do this, all of this without any support whatsoever from the Arts Council of Ireland. 
Oh, wow. That's incredible. And so, I mean, yeah, so makes us very, very busy. Ken. One of the, our mainstays, and Sarah would be able to tell you more about this, is we, we are pro- uh, providing a service in school musical for it's in our eighth year now, where tutors from the centre go and visit schools all over. Actually, counties awfully need Longford and Westmead schools in those and they prepare for about 15 weeks and then they come in here and they put on a production of whatever musical it is on that year and for this so year so if, if Sarah can jump on if for this year what are they what are they working on what have the schools been working on and how many schools are participating in this so we have 22 schools um, who are currently preparing for the musical Oliver um, and as Sean said their schools are are widely based so we have some schools in town and then we have lots of rural schools as well so it's a great opportunity for uh, children to to rehearse and, and to to prepare then to be able to come into the art centre and, and get onto the stage with costumes and lights and sets um, so as Sean said it's in its eighth year it's um, loved by all of the schools that take part which is fantastic and uh, yeah they're working hard on Oliver at the moment so we can't wait to see the first round of uh, the schools will be performing in January and February and in March and then we have another round of schools that will be performing in June and so it's, it's quite a yeah, a and busy programme it's nice to get the kids involved and I have to say Oliver has is, is always been one of my favourite place so to be able to see it come to life with with the kids is really sweet and how do you find they've reacted to wanting to perform this oh they're they're loving it at the moment because uh you know they're either in fagin's gang or they're they're in in the pub which is somewhere that they wouldn't usually be for you know nancy's song um papa so yeah they're working really hard um it's all singing all dancing and um acting as well so they're developing great performing art skills and, and being creative and using their imagination and also working together as a team, um, as a, you know, a cast. Uh, they've been really supportive of one another and the teachers, I have to say, have been really excellent in, in working with the tutors as well. And we have a superb team of tutors down here as well um, that would go out and do um, these school musical projects or our outreach projects in, in dance and drama. Uh, so yeah, it's, it's, they're they're really loving it, loving it. And it's lovely to think that the Mullingar Arts Centre, in the twenty five years that it be open, has you know grown and been able to facilitate things like this for schools. Absolutely. Between between um, our school musical project, we've Mullingar Voices as well, which is another school and dance outreach as well. And then we have our stage schools, which is another outlet for children and young people. Um, to engage in the in the performing arts, and um, they'll all at some point or another in their year or years. Uh, they, we start with uh, kinder stage school for three year olds, and we we look after children and young people and adults, then all the way up to eighteen as they're preparing for, you know, maybe going on into college for performing arts. Um, they get they get the chance to be on stage, and it's it's a great experience for them. And it's good to get them into it at a young age, I think. And Sean, how do you think that the centre has grown over the years? And do you see a younger audience getting involved more? It, sometimes it doesn't manifest itself from people attending classes to audiences. However, funny enough, since COVID, our audiences are up. But as I said, tonight, for example, Sarah in front of me is sitting with makeup and a microphone on her. <laughs> She's going on stage as Lady Earnsford Hill in 
My Fair Lady. And two weeks ago, we had our 12 to 15-year-olds doing Shrek. Before that, we had our 9 to 12-year-olds doing Frozen. And before that, we had our 17 to 20-year-olds doing The Crucible, the Arthur Miller play. And that's all bringing us that in two weeks' time, then we're going with a professional cast of 11 people and 32 community actors for Valley of the Squinting Windows, which, as you know, is the Brindley McNamara book. It was written, what, in 1917, and it was, we adapted it, and Michael Scott to adapt it before COVID. It went, it's had its premiere here in 2019, and unfortunately COVID shut us down. So we're back again, and we're getting into the gaiety with it. And I mean, so we're co- looking forward to that. Yeah. And then when we finish that, we come back and get ready for The Little Mermaid or Pantomime. Oh, that's a sweet one, The Little Mermaid. Yeah, Ariel, Ariel would be lovely. She'd be able to swim up and down and left and right and everything. Oh. And Ursula is a very wicked person. Um, it's full of lots of surprises that we do every year in the pantomime. It's our 17th year for pantomime. And it's going from strength to strength. We're doing 24 performances this year. Wow. Yeah, which is probably making us the largest or longest running pantomime, I think, in the Midlands. That is absolutely That's why amazing. I listened earlier. I'm, I, I'm looking forward to going over and seeing Cinderella in Tullamore. Yes, I have to say, it'll be very nice to, to have a panto in the Escarth Centre and hopefully they'll be able to celebrate 25 years like yourself. And I mean, over the 25 years, what have you enjoyed the most, especially with working in the Mullingar? One of the things that, on a personal level, I take most pride in is our alumni. Um, we have on our walls pictures of Mullingar's finest in relation to performing arts. The biggest person that performed here would probably be Niall Horn, who's now in The Voice. But Neve Algar is creating a huge niche for herself and has gone now into Hollywood. She went from us to be directed by Guy Ritchie and Ridley Scott, amongst others. So I think she went downhill after us, but anyway. <laughs> and we have, <laughs> we have, quite, we have quite a few. Um, Emer Keating is currently in the Abbey. She's playing the lead in the Abbey. Um, another one of our alumni, um, Nathan Daly, is playing Rusty in a professional production in Germany of Starlight Express. And we have Justin O'Born. We have about, I think, 17 full-time performers that have gone through our, school, our stage schools. So we're extremely proud of all of them. So from that point of view, that would probably be the, the, the thing of a great pride. One of the best things, though, I think we do, and Sarah is also responsible for this, is our work with special needs. Sarah's background would be in special needs. And we have across the boards here and chance to shine. And that, I have to say, is very, very um, gratifying when you see the people coming in for those and what Sarah can do with them is amazing. So it is. Well, yeah, and we're that's just busy. it. It's, it is very gratifying to have something like that. And Sarah, you seem like a woman that can do just about everything. And I wish you the best oh. of luck tonight on the stage. Well, thank you very much. We'd like to I'll spread that to the cast as well. I'd say break a leg. Do, uh, definitely. Uh, amazing, uh, yeah, amazing cast. Am, am I allowed to do something? Um, can I give you a, a gift? Oh, okay. We're having, we're having a very special concert on the 19th of November. And another one of our alumni, a few of them are coming home from abroad, we hope. Mark Irwin has confirmed. Mark currently is the leading, um, the leading man in Choir of Man on the West End in London. And we have him confirmed for coming home. There are others that are, we're trying to confirm. But what I have for you is I have four tickets for that. 
tickets, it's an invitation only event. It's not on sale. There's no charge for the tickets. But I was, I have four tickets for that. But it was the 19th. Now, the 19th is actually our actual birthday. It was on the 19th of November, 1998, to be open. But I'd also like to give you a set of four tickets, a family ticket, for the opening night of the pantomime on December the 7th. Okay. As well. That's the second one. And then the really, really, really good one is I have four tickets for your listeners for the opening of Valley of the Squinton Windows in the Gaiety, Dublin on uh, Tuesday, November the 7th. Oh my God. You've and that's almost sold out. You have all of the tickets for us. So if anybody wants any of those tickets, um, you can text in uh, Mullingar Arts Theatre to 083 30 10 103 and I'll make sure we'll be able to give those over. That is so sweet. I know my listeners are going to be on their phones right now texting in. Sean, thank you so much for coming on. Congratulations oh, for 25 years and you have a lot planned which is very exciting. We look. I, hope forward, I look forward to talking to you in 25 years. I think not, but however. <laughs> <laughs> Here's to another 25 years, definitely. Listen, thanks very much. No problem. So if you want to see anything that is happening over there, make sure to go to the Mullingar Arts Centre and support them for their 25 anniversary. Coming up on the show, though, we're going to dive into a spooky horror festival that the Esker Arts Centre are putting on very soon, right here on Midlands 103. Encore, in association with the Dean Crow Theatre and Arts Centre at Cologne, our bright and airy AIB gallery and cosy theatre bar can cater for smaller private events too. Your theatre, our home. DeanCrowTheatre.com This is Shannon Fogarty with Encore in Midlands 103 and tis the season of Ghosts and Goblins and to celebrate Esker Arts Centre inaugural horror film festival which has been curated by Lee Hamill is running from Thursday the 26th of October to Sunday 29th and Lee is joining me now to tell me all about it. How are you? I'm not too bad Shannon. Thanks very much for having me on. I'm delighted to have you on. Now just speaking off air you're a big fan of horror. Yes, I'm a big, big fan of horror. Horror and sci-fi. Um, so I've always kind of liked spooky stuff growing mm-hmm. up. Um, big fan of Hocus Pocus, Halloween Town. And then as I got older, I eventually graduated into horror. Um, slowly at first, because um, I was I was a bit of a scaredy cat. But um, eventually I got there and now I just uh, besotted with it. So where did the idea for this festival? Because it's, how do you pronounce it? Aglafest. So Aglafest. Agla is Irish for fear. Oh, I like that. So um, you'll see them around a lot of places over in England and America. So Fear Fest, Fright Fest, stuff like that. So mm. I said I'd put the put the Irish film on it. So the idea for it came from when I started in Esker Arts a couple of, well, nearly a year ago now at this stage, because um, wow. we were in a little bit before it opened to the public. I went to Sean Walsh, the artistic director, and I said to him, um, I'd love to do at some stage a horror film, horror film festival here in Esker. And then a couple of months later, he came back to me and said, yeah, absolutely. Go ahead, but you have to you have to choose the films. <laughs> so that was uh, that was the uh, task put before me. So how many films will you have over the few days? So we've got four films in total, um, one each night running from the, as you say the twenty sixth to the 29th. So they'll all be on at eight o'clock at night, and each film is seven euro in. But we have got a little bit of a deal on um, that listeners might be interested. If you go on uh, online or come into the box office and if you book all four films at once, you'll actually get an automatic discount. So you only get charged for three. Okay. So um, instead of paying 28 euro, you only end up paying 21. Oh, I like that. And I mean, you can't go wrong with a good horror film, but I have to ask, how difficult was it to pick just four? 
very difficult, but I kind of imposed a, a slight uh, restriction on myself, which was to go for a specific subgenre. So um, folk horror was the one that I decided to go with. Um, I thought that that might be something that people here in Tullamore, it might appeal to them mm-hmm. um, because obviously local stuff such as the Tullamore show and uh, over the way you have the Plowing Com- Champ- Championships and stuff like that. So I thought kind of a nearly a rural based horror might be something that was of interest to the listeners here in Offaly. Oh, definitely. Well, I'm definitely very interested. Absolutely. So tell me what films are on. So, like I said, we've got four films. So this day week, Thursday week, we're starting off with uh, The Wicker Man. Then on the Friday the 27th, we've got You Are Not My Mother, which is an Irish horror film. Then on Saturday, we've a biggie, The Texas Chainsaw Massacre. So that's, that's Saturday the 28th. And then we round off on Sunday the 29th with November. That's an Estonian horror film, but it's it's really beautiful. Oh, wow, an Estonian. Yeah. Mm, and so, will that be with subtitles? Yes, yes, that'll be subtitles. So everyone will be uh, able, to, able to enjoy it. That's, oh my God, that's really interesting. Mm. I actually really want to see that one now. But tell me, from start to having it come so close, how has it been preparing for all of this? Well, uh, we've been working closely with Access Cinema. They provide all of our films for us. So I would have gone to Access... Oh, it must have been last February or March time. Oh, wow. Um, with the ideas of the films that I wanted to get. Um, November, the Estonian was, one was actually the hardest for them <laughs> to get, but they managed to do it for me. So I went to them with my ideas and um, they were able to pull them together for me. So um, th- there's been a little bit of planning, but nothing too nothing too strenuous. And what are you looking forward to for this? Oh, all of them. Um, I've, I know all these films. I've watched them uh many many times so for me being able to see them on the big screen you know you look at the, all of them are, are classics um, with the likes of The Wicker Man that's one going back from 1973 it's actually this year it's its 50th anniversary this year and it's got um, Christopher Lee in it which obviously a lot of people um, will know from his Hammer Horror days uh, back in the 50s 60s and 70s he's an icon mm. of the of the horror of the horror world um, so that'll be a really great one um, to actually see up on the up on the big screen and then um, You Are Not My Mother which is happening on Friday that's directed by Kate Dolan that's a newer film it's from 2021 okay um, and it's an Irish one it's set in um, Dublin but it's folk horror element comes from the use of a changeling in oh. it so anyone that's familiar with Irish stories about fairies and all those creatures that you know change and come and steal bodies and stuff like that they'll they'll be familiar with what a changeling is so that's the kind of the folk horror element of that one. Oh, I love that yeah Oh, now I was chatting to you and I was saying that the one thing about a horror film is the music always gets me. Absolutely, yeah. And music is incredibly important and soundscape is incredibly important. So Texas Chainsaw Massacre, um, it's actually not that bloody a film, mm-hmm. um, despite what the name might suggest. <laughs> not that much blood in it, but its soundscape is what absolutely terrifies people. Mm-hmm. It just gets them. And the great thing, we've got a great new sound system down there. So all our gear is now fully installed in Escarats. So we've got oh, a great, man. great sound system. So it'll really, really pop and absolutely terrify everyone that's watching. <laughs> the jump scares will be immense. So if horror is something you're into, then this is going to be the best you've ever had. And I mean, 
it's amazing to actually have the facility to put something like this mm-hmm. on. So this is just the start. This is going to grow into something, from what I can hear right now, into something huge. Uh, well, hopefully that's what I want. I have already got ideas for, for next year's one, but I'll keep all them under under wraps for okay. now. But, um, you know, it's, it's going to be exciting stuff. And kind of just beyond the uh, film side of it, we have got another aspect to the Aglafest, which is Michael Fortune. He's a folklorist. He's from Wexford, I believe. He is going to be in, in on Saturday the 28th as well at two o'clock for a talk, which is free for everyone to attend. And he'll be talking about old traditional Samhain practices here okay. in Ireland. So that kind of also ties into the kind of the folk horror side of the uh, films that we've got on here. Oh, interesting. It'll be nice to see what he has to say about them all. And will there be any other speakers as well on the uh, over the four days? Nothing planned as such. Um, what we'll, what's been advertised is what's out there, the four films and um, Michael Fortune. But hopefully going forward, when we build up a reputation for Aglafest as this, you know, kind of beacon of, of horror <laughs> uh, come every Halloween, we'll be able to expand the programme and get more speakers in. And I mean, I, I love this. Aglafest, now that I know, I'm so bad. I should have known that Aglafest did for fear <laughs> in Irish. But anyway, we'll just move away from that. But this is the first of many. Hopefully, hopefully. Uh, that's the plans anyway. And, it, you know, the one thing about horror is it brings a lot of people together. Yes, it does. Horror, um, horror is great. It can be enjoyed on your own at home. Mm-hmm. But it really, really uh, you know, packs a punch when you're in an audience, mm-hmm. when you're, you're screaming with other people, <laughs> when you're kind of sitting in the in the in the the dark mm-hmm. the the theatre space as we because we screen all our films in the theatre in Esco. You're sitting in that dark room. You know what could be bumping around <gasps> in the in the uh, in the seats beside you. It's it's not Lee going up and, and, and poking people randomly. <laughs> no, no. But it's it's nice to be able to have something like this and having the Escarite Centre open in Tullamore to put on performances like the Panto that's happening mm-hmm. with Cinderella and all of this. And I mean, there's so much more that's coming in the next year or so as well, which is all very exciting. And I love the space in there. It is. It's really fabulous. And uh, people, um, they love it when they go inside. You know, it's it's great for people in Tullamore now to have that space that they've been campaigning for for so long um, that they can come in and they can enjoy. And it's so multi-purpose. You know, uh, it's such a broad spectrum of stuff. You know, we had um, the Whistle Blast Quartet in today, as you say. Wow. Uh, so they were in doing um, music for kids. We've got... Um, as you say, the panto later on in the year. We've got so much coming up at Escot for the remaining of the year and already got exciting plans for what's coming up in the future years. Now, I have to ask, because we're on the topic of horror, mm. Halloween must be something that you really enjoy. Absolutely. I adore Halloween. <laughs> I, I, and Halloween is one of my favourite films. I'd love to get that one on the big screen oh, okay. at some stage. Um, I love Halloween. I've always loved Halloween. I remember years and years ago, uh, I was going out trick-or-treating and an uncle of mine, he was hiding behind a uh, hedge with a scary mask <laughs> and let off a firework that went in the wrong direction. <laughs> so oh, no. there was a little bit of trauma early on, but... Um, <laughs> It's 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 obviously something that stuck with me, and I've somehow come to love. <laughs> oh my god, you poor thing! Are you dressing up this year? Um, I have got a couple of ideas. Um, I was, you know, I keep meaning to go out and buy costumes. So most of the time, it ends up just uh, pulling together uh, I, whatever clothes I have at home. So vampires are often an <laughs> easy go-to. Yeah, I can say witches is usually just a black bin bag and thrown <laughs> over when I was a kid. But look. 
Lee, thank you so much for coming in thank and telling you, us Shannon. all about it. This is so exciting. From Thursday, the 26th of October to Sunday, the 29th is Agla Fest. So it's all of your horror films. If you want to know more information, you can go to eskerarts.ie. Actually, out of all of the four, before I let you go, what one film are you looking forward to the most? Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Okay. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. It's, 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 it's a masterpiece of horror and it's going to be really exciting to see it on the big screen. I have to say, I... Now, I'll have to go down and check them all out. I'll probably have my big scarf with me. Do, and make sure you take advantage of the booking all four at once and you can, you can get them You can get them for 21 year instead of 28. And is there more information that people can get on the website? Yes, so if you pop on to escararts.ie, all the films will be listed there. If you go onto our socials, I'm uh, currently posting up all the trailers for the different films so you'll get a teaser of what's coming up. I love that so much. I'm so excited. Halloween is my favourite as well. Yes, yeah, I'm brilliant. very. I'm really looking forward to it. Lee, you have been absolutely brilliant. Thank you. I look forward to it. And you know what? Next year is going to be bigger and better. It is, absolutely. We've got great plans ahead. Oh my God, this is only the start now. This is only the start, Lee. I can see big things. And Excellent. I mean, Esker Arts Centre has so many amazing things coming up. But look, thank you so much. I really do thank appreciate you, your time. So, so many exciting films coming up. Make sure to get your tickets, eskerarts.ie. And remember, they have that incredible deal where if you book all four, you only have to pay for three. And I mean, it's great for all of the family. But that is all the time we have on Encore. I nearly said Esker. <laughs> Esker Arts Centre is on my mind. But no, that's all the time we have on Encore. Thank you so much for tuning in and thanks to all of my amazing guests. And remember, if you want to listen back to any of the interviews this evening, you will be able to find them on podcast on midlands103.com tomorrow. I'll be back next Thursday with more of what's been happening in the arts in Leash, Offaly and Westmead. And if there's anything you want included on next week's show, make sure to email me Encore at midlands103.com. Stay with us here on Midlands 103 as Joe Cooney is up just after the 8 o'clock news with Country Roads. Have a great weekend and I'll be back to chat to you next Thursday.